Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, I just give you praise this morning. We just thank you. We come together in one mind and one accord. We thank you that this word goes into our spirit and also in our mind today. I've never said that. <laughs> I always say go past the mind. But today, Lord, Give us understanding in our mind of this revelation and in, in our spirit. And we just thank you for it, God. We thank you for your people and how faithful they are. We thank you for uh, saving us out of that thing that it didn't just go all through the church. And thank you for the ones that been faithful to keep themselves away from people so they didn't catch it, Lord. We give you praise for your faithful people. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we ready? Okay. We are. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, he can do all things. I didn't even see him turn it on and it's on. Amen. I was like, he said, just now. I'm like, I didn't see your hands move. What happened? The glory of the Lord has risen upon you, evangelist. In fact, I, um, I have a word. I want to start off with a word for my husband this morning. Ooh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Let me look at, let's look at First uh, Peter 5, 2 and 4. Peter is one of them that's kind of hard for me to find. Is it y'all or is that just me? That's why I need to read it more. <laughs> First Peter 5, 2 and 4. And I want to honor my husband. And I also want to honor Elder Sandra Brown. Uh, can you come up here and sit sit right there close to my husband? Because I want to, we want to talk to you too. And we want to give you a promotion. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for all your faithfulness, Elder Sandra. Thank you for all your faithfulness in the church. So this word that God gave me for Tim is 1 Peter 5, 2, and 4. says, Pastor Tim Hogan, feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, but not for money, but of a ready mind, neither being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fades not away. So one of the breakthroughs that happened during our time of two weeks since I preached that last message, it's been a lot of warfare, but it was a lot of warfare before I preached it. And someone asked me the other night, said, why does warfare come? Is it from the enemy? I said, well, it comes because persecution comes for the uh, for the word that's the word <laughs> that's the word persecution comes for the word so if you're going to be a teacher of the word a preacher by example of the word the truth the the gospel of Jesus Christ then just just know that that you know that there's something going to come and try to steal that word either after you preach it or before. But we have the victory. We overcome by our faith. But I just want to say that how many would love for me not to do any of the little things anymore in the church and turn it over to Pastor Tim and Elder Sandra. Some of you don't know what I do, so it's hard to say that. But... Um, you know, my husband is a pastor, and his anointing is administration. And we so need that in Freedom Ministries. And so 
I've, he's praying about, you know, I'm talking about taking it. <laughs> I'm talking about I don't hear nothing about it. I don't hear when the sound system's not working. I don't hear when the roof's leaking. I don't hear any of that. When the ushers, there's no ushers, I don't hear any of that. That it stopped before it gets to me. And that's the goal of having an administrative pastor. That's the purpose of it. So, you know, it'll take a minute to work out the details between y'all and them, how y'all's relationship will be. If you see Elder Sandra going around, because I want to ask you today to be his assistant. If he, if he agrees to take this fully, you'll be his assistant. Now, he works, and... Right now, he's off till January, but when he works, COVID, they made, they made him come home without pay. But you know what? I ain't worried. Take no thought what you're going to eat or drink. Because don't worry about tomorrow, because today's sufficient for itself. Amen. So uh, I just released that on to y'all's life. Um, you know, if, if you have issues with it, you can talk to me afterwards. But that's the word I have for you, Brother Tim. That's what God showed me early this morning. And um, we want you. We need you. The church is not the, the church is not complete without you operating in your gift. So how many want him? <laughs> okay. I love you, honey, honey child. <laughs> So I'm going to talk today about the mind of Christ. Woo! We have the mind of Christ. Somebody say, I've got the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. You don't have to turn there or you can look later. I have a whole lot of scriptures. Uh, it says that we have the mind of Christ. It doesn't say any in between. I have the mind of Christ. So I hear a lot these words, and God's been birthing this in me for a week or two, this word, because I hear this a lot. I thought about. I thought about. Oh, I thought about saying that Sunday morning. Oh, I, I thought about getting on the platform and decreeing what God just showed me. I saw a vision in church, and I thought about coming and telling the people, but, but they come tell me. Well, if you come tell me afterwards, probably it didn't, pro it didn't produce what it needed to produce. I thought about making a cake for my neighbor. I've got good intentions. You know what good intentions are? Something that you mean to do. I intend to read my Bible. I intend to be an example for the body of Christ. I intend to forgive. I intend to love unconditionally. So somewhere between intentional and doing it, it gets lost sometimes. Why does it get lost? Because we're not sure. Sometimes we're not sure that it's God. Sometimes we don't guard up our mind. First Timothy 1 7, uh, first Timothy or second. It says, God didn't give me a spirit of intimidation, timidity, fear. He didn't give me that, but he gave me a power and love and a sound mind. What does a sound mind mean? Yeah, and it's guarded up. It's disciplined. See, we can, we can take control of our mind. We don't have to let our mind be in lasciviousness. I don't have to let my mind think bad things. I don't have to let my mind, some a thought come in there and I entertain the thought. I have the power to cast down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are true, Philippians 4, 6 through 8, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, whatsoever things of faith, whatsoever things of self-control, think on these things. And the peace of God will come upon your mind. Hey. Shakaraba, sakaraba. Whoa. Thank you, Lord. James 1 and 8, it says, A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Let him not think he's going to receive anything from the Lord. 
because he's scattered. Have you ever felt like your mind is scattered? So then I have to bring it subject to the word of God. I have to bring it subject to praise and worship. If I can't focus, I start worshiping. I enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. I come before his presence with singing, and I wait till he comes in and he gives me a word for my mind. I set my affections on him. I set my mind on him. I set my face like a flint towards him, and I look towards him, and I tell this mind to do what he says to do because whatever your mind tells your body to do, your body's going to do it. So you have control over your mind. It's a lie from the enemy that you can't bring it subject to Jesus Christ and the obedience of him. Amen. If a man intends to cook a meal, Benny can appreciate this, and he leaves the oven on, and he burns the house down, he's not called a good chef. <laughs> so, so what did he do? He, he, he had good intentions. Then he got distracted. He let his mind be distracted. That's a big deal. I'm going to go and, oh, yeah, I got to go in here and call so-and-so. And then the food's burning, and then nobody's got nothing to eat. He said to guard up your mind, be sober-minded, be vigilant. Um, so guarding it up means tighten it up. See, I've never been taught to tighten up my mind. I've never been taught to take authority over my mind because the word of God says I'll be renewed in the spirit of my mind. Renewed in the spirit of my mind. And we teach around here to listen to the spirit and not so much the mind, so we don't really teach a lot on the mind. But I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. The devil's after the mind. The Bible says there's going to be a great falling away, that even the very elect are going to be deceived. How's that going to happen? Through the mind. He's going to plant a little seed in there. <sighs> I don't know if this is real. My kids ain't with me today. Hey, that's how you find out if it's real. We, we can all say it's real when everything's good, but what about when there's a challenge to your mind? What about when things aren't flowing like you think they should flow every second of the day, and it's like doubt tries to come in our mind and um, make us not believe? Um, there's someone today that may be dying in a few weeks, and they said, I don't believe that stuff the bible says that if we try to bring god down to our level he is going to turn us over to a reprobate mind and we're going to give ourselves to lasciviousness then what is that lasciviousness means i don't have any restraint you ain't putting no law on me well he said i've written the law on your mind and on your heart you ain't putting me in a box. I told Monica today, we're the box cutters. You ain't never going to put me in a box. I'm a box cutter. <laughs> but I do got, Holy Ghost can put me in one. And if my mind's going crazy, if it's telling me what to do, if it's ruling me and my spirit's not ruling me, then, then I've got to learn how to bring it subject to the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is the only one going to tame the mind. Renewing the mind by the Spirit. Renew the mind by the Spirit. I'm going to have the, the, the mind of Christ because how am I going to have that? Because I'm going to guard up this mind and bring discipline into this mind because I choose to. I choose to pick up that Bible. Nothing's making me not pick it up. Nothing's making me skip prayer. I have to decide what I want. I have to be in intentional I have to do what I think I'm gonna do I have to quit saying I thought about can we quit saying I thought about and can we just do because faith without works is dead being alone whatever I don't do that means there's no fruit in anything I thought about 
That's why they say, write the vision, make it plain in Ecclesiastes. Write the vision, make it plain, because if you don't, do you know that most people that don't have goals don't accomplish what they dream about? It's, it's a real high percentage, like 80% of people are not going to complete it. He says, because it, it's the word, and the world knows it works. It knows. Julie said, when, you know, whenever I was pastor and I had that heart for the church to grow, and we'd come in here and pray on Wednesdays before home group all day, and she got the vision of it. She did. She says, I'm not, that's not my heart. I'm, I don't feel to go win a soul. I feel to go take care of a soul. I feel to go be a caretaker of somebody that's sick, but I don't feel to go witness. But she disciplined her mind. She said, my pastor has this vision, and I'm going to go with that vision. So she's, I would see her all day texting, you need a ride? Can I come get you tonight? Kids, can I come get you? She grew the, the, the ministry on Wednesday night for the children from like 4 or 5 to 55 because she girded up her mind. And she also was making like four or five cupcakes. So she said, you know what? I'm going to start making ten cupcakes. I'll never forget it because she enlarged her capacity to receive. And she said, as long as I made four or five cupcakes, I only have four or five people for years. But when I enlarged my tent, the Bible says, enlarge your tent, Lengthen your cords. That's right. Enlarge your capacity to receive by coming up in your mind. We gotta we gotta lift our vision higher. If I keep it with what I see, that's all I'm gonna have. That's all I'm ever gonna have. But if I start making goals and saying, okay, I believe God for 70 people next week instead of 60. What do I do then? I find 10 people to invite to church. <laughs> I'm being intentional about that goal. I'm going after that goal. My mind's going after that. I'm going after that. Hallelujah. Romans 12, 1 through 2 says, Renew your mind. Don't be transformed to this world, but conform by renewing of your mind. Uh, Romans 7, 23 through 25. Let's look at that. Romans 7, 23, 25. Some of you might have to guard up your mind because today, because you're wondering what you're going to eat. <laughs> it says, Romans 7, 23 through 25. I see another law in my members, and it's warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God. But with the flesh, I serve the law of sin. So eventually, our mind or to take over our flesh. This is the revelation I want us to see. I read a book from one of Dr. Sorella's men, and I still have it, and it's awesome. And I need to teach it because when I started reading that book, I was being transformed from the inside out. I was getting an impartation, and I've never read a book that did that to me. But what was happening? He was teaching, when you get saved, you're going to have these struggles. Your flesh is used to doing what it's used to doing. But eventually, the spirit's supposed to rise up and take over that flesh. Eventually, our minds ought to be the mind of Christ. <laughs> so that means Proverbs 16.1. Let's read that. Proverbs 16.1. Did we read it yet? Okay, I love this one. I base a lot on this one, and I want to speak this into each of you today. 
The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Okay, so I'm spending time with Jesus. I'm pre preparing my heart. And so when I, when I have a thought, it's probably him. This is a level, this is a new level, because we're so used to only listening to this. I've been trained to only listen to this. So I've spent about a year having thoughts, not sure if they're God, because I'm waiting on this. I'm waiting on an emotion. I'm waiting on a feeling. I'm waiting. How many, when you first started giving a message in tongues or a word of knowledge, you felt all this electricity? Ah, God, is that you? Well, you're about to die. You got a butterfly. Ah. Well, one day, I was sitting right there. I didn't feel any butterflies. And so I wasn't sure it was God, but I was hearing like two words. Pastor Pinson was preaching, and I was like, so she just starts going back and forth. <laughs> she was stalling. She knew, she, I guess she knew God wanted to say something. In a minute, she looked over this direction. Would you just obey God? My Sunday. And, gave, and the interpretation was there. So there comes a time in your walk, and I'm talking to people that have been trained. You know, I'm talking to mature, because we're not babies anymore. We used to want the meal, but now we need the meat. We used to act like children, and I was a child. I thought like a child. Now I need to think like a man. So there comes a time in our walk with God that that thought is God. How do you know? Because there's a lot of thoughts that come to your mind. It stays with you. stays with you for a minute or two, a day or two. Those thoughts are the mind of Christ speaking to you. You don't have to have a feeling. You don't have to have an emotion. I remember when Pastor Pence in the first go-around and we fasted and prayed for her to be healed. They said she's going to die in a year. And they was all happy. Pastor D, Mama, I was at home. And I just stayed and prayed. And I couldn't quit fasting because I didn't feel anything. I didn't hear anything. And she said, Angie, she called me, what you doing? Still praying. She said, come eat with us. And I had to believe that day. See, this takes faith. It takes faith when he says, okay, I don't want you to fast before you teach. I want you to eat because you're going to believe that I'm going to do it, not you. It takes faith to do something you've never done because what you've done already worked, and you know it'll work. I know it'll work, so let's do this. See, that becomes a formula. There's no faith in it. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So he's always going to push us out of the box. He's always going to say, I t this is me. See, he used to come in the wind and the rain for me. Now he comes in that still, small voice. And I got to listen. If he says, get out of this building right now, I need to listen. What if Abraham wouldn't have listened? You think he felt goosebumps when he's got the knife drawn fixing to kill Isaac? But he didn't see a sacrifice. He didn't see the ram. You think he was like, whoa, the spirit's on me. I can't do it. No. Abraham, stop. And if he went with law, if he went with religion, he would have killed him. Because that's what religion does. It's going to do, no, God said, I got to do it. He said, don't eat 21 days. I got to do it. Well, did the breakthrough come? Maybe you said, because you scared one day ain't enough. Woo. Shakarabasate day day day. Seven, twenty-three, three through thirty-five. Let's see. Mm. Now we're at Proverbs sixteen one. The preparations of the heart in man, and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Do you trust your relationship with God? If I say something to Tim, he knows I mean it. That came from Angie. 
because we have a relationship. All the ways of man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits, which means motives. How do I have the mind of Christ? I let him purify my heart, let him speak to my heart, let him change my heart, let me, he's already put his words, laws on my heart, let that conform me and conform my heart and commit my works to the Lord and my thoughts will be established. Ain't you tired of having wayward thoughts? Aren't you tired of not knowing for sure? Just do it. I thought it, I'm going to do it. Let's say that instead of I thought, I thought. I thought it and I'm going to do it. If it's there more than once, if it's that thought's there, give $1,000. I was at home at the river one time. We lived at the river and first seed I ever gave of $1,000. It's about 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday and I'm cooking. God, I pray for the night. I pray for Pastor Pence and I pray the word of God comes forth. Shakarada, I pray you have your way. He's, I felt this still, small voice say, you're going to give $1,000 tonight. <laughs> I didn't have $1,000. I didn't have a job. Shaka, I, I don't know. I'm burning the chicken over here. I don't, I, I don't know that was God. <laughs> but then excitement comes. Okay, God. The excitement came when I was like, if that's, if that's what you want me to do, let that thought. I didn't say that, and I didn't know to. Let, okay, if I keep feeling this, then I'll do it. It stayed with me till church that night. And then sometime in the service, he said, get that mic and give right on that envelope $1,000 seed to your pastor. I was so scared. Then he said, tell the people if they want to give a thousand. I didn't do that part because I wasn't sure. Because I was just learning how to hear the thoughts of God. He said, he knows our thoughts from afar off. He knows, what you, he knows your thoughts from afar off. He knows what you're thinking. He just wants us to turn our thinking to be the mind of Christ. He wants our 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 minds to be so renewed by obeying him in the little things that one day, one thought is him. That's how he can say, come out. That's how he could speak with authority and he didn't have to scream and, and produce anything in himself because he had authority because he listened to his thoughts and whatever he heard his father say or, or, or seen him do, then he did. Amen. Somebody say, I got the mind of Christ. <laughs> Romans 8, 5 through 9. Y'all getting it? Romans 8, 5 through 9. For they that are after the flesh do mind. What's that mean? My mind's on fleshly things. Do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. This is what this means. Your mind is transformed and renewed in su such a way that you have the mind of Christ. When you think something, it's probably him. Because you're not full of corruption. You're not full of flesh. He says, carnal mind's enemy with God. It's not subject to the law of God. Neither can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. We're not going to ever please them in our flesh. We're going to please them when we renew our mind. Thank you, Jesus. Sean got allowed. Ephesians 4, 23. Thank you, Jesus. It's quiet in here, y'all. Say something. Amen. Welcome, everybody online. Yes. Yeah. I might have hit. No, I'm still going to them wives and husbands. I've been teaching that at home a lot. Ephesians 4.23. We'll start with 22. It says, put off concerning the formal conversation of the old man, 
which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, but be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That means I can be. I can be. My mind can be so girded up with Jesus Christ and his word that each thought is him. Angie, wear that. Angie, cut your hair. I didn't know Charlotte done cut her hair. They cut my hair, and I said, I, I really want to buy Charlotte a haircut. Not that she can't buy one, but I thought I just want to buy her a haircut because she'd been talking to me about getting a haircut. And I said, would you call her and see if she wants to come and get one? She was at the altar praying. We had the same mind because she walked in the door and her hair was cut. She done cut this much off. But they also cut it, you know, fair little thing. Amen. It's good. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and holiness. Put away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let the sun go, not go down on your wrath. He's telling us to put him on. Put on the mind of Christ. It's a choice. It's a choice. We don't have to wait on some big volcano or explosion to be nice. I don't have to wait till I got to feel something before I can die to my flesh. I don't have to wait anymore. I've got the mind of Christ. I can just decide I'm going to choose to walk in life today. He said, I set before you life and death, and today I choose life. If you come upon me and try to cause depression, oppression, or guilt, or condemnation, then I'm going to come out of it because I'm going to put him on. And he said, I've been forgiven of all those things, and he don't remember them anymore. So I'm going to put his mind on, and I'm going to say what he says about me. Hey! Hey! Yay! online say I have the mind of Christ. I pull off all condemnation. I pull off all guilt. I pull off all lethargy. I pull off all depression. I pull off all oppression. I pull off all sickness because the Bible says I have the mind of Christ and in heaven there is no sickness. There is no depression. There is no disease. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I break everything that would tell us any different than what Jesus Christ says over us in Jesus' name. Yes. Hey, Kataba Shaka. Ho, Psalms 92.5. If you wonder why somebody's spiritual is deep. See, I get fault for being deep, but. I don't know, but in the swimming pool, deep's better. Shallow water, I get cold. I want to go put myself in the deep. Psalms 92.5 says, How great are your works, and your thoughts are very deep. God. Talking about God. Your thoughts are very deep. Are you an intense person? So is he. He had to be intense to think of me. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He had to be in intense to think of me. How are we going to have the mind of Christ? Romans, yes. In Romans 8, 26, I don't know how I pray, but the Spirit is going to pray through me. He's going to give me the mind of Christ. He's going to pray the mind of Christ. Adam may be thinking, hmm, I think I'm going to go to Conway today. I'm going to get me a four-wheeler, and I'm going to ride. And then he's like, wait a minute. I committed my works to the Lord, so what does he want me to do? I don't want you to go to Conway today, God's saying. I want you to go over here in Hamburg and ride the roads. And then somebody's going to be over there that he can witness to. Or somebody's going to be over there and wants the blessing. If he's not in that location, he's going to miss the blessing. When 9-11 happened, a lot of them would have died, but they heard a thought. You need to get out. Brother Allen heard a thought when he's getting high and before he got saved and he's in a house. I'll never forget that testimony. And he says, something told him something's going to die here tonight. 
he tried church. He would go to this particular church his dad went to, and they would call him. They would say, quit selling them drugs in the outside by the cars. He was witnessing. See, but people won't put you in a box and don't think that you ever renewed your mind. They think that you're the old way that you used to be, and it hurt him, and he quit going and went back to drugging. And I mean, if y'all didn't know him back in the day, first time I, I, uh, Donnie, my brother, came to church, he said, that's your brother? I said, yeah. He opened his mouth. He said, you see where this tooth been knocked out? I said, yeah. He said, Donnie did that to me, but he said, now the Holy Ghost going to get him. So that's the kind of life he lived. So God has come, and he's renewing his mind. But because he had a daddy praying, because he had already tasted the things of God, he'd already been saved before, tasted the things of God, that daddy praying, he had a thought. It wasn't a big thing in him. It wasn't thundering and lightning. He had a thought. Get out of this house. Somebody going to die tonight. And it was him because he was ODing. And then he had that experience of hell, and he'll share it sometimes again. He shares it sometimes. Second Thessalon Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 2. Don't be shaken in your mind. I don't have to be. Charlotte, would you open this water for me? Because I'm holding this mic. Psalms 139, verse 2. You know my ways, God, my sitting down and my rising. You know my thoughts from afar off. Ah. So we don't hide nothing. <laughs> Thank you. Romans 15, 6. Y'all tell me when it's 10, 15. So we can get ready for church. Hmm? 10, 11. Romans 15, 6. This is what he wants for us. That you may be with one mind and one mouth glorifying God, even the Lord Jesus Christ. How are we going to come in one mind? We got the mind of Christ. That's why you'll see a lot of people here wear the same colors a lot. They didn't tell each other, but they got the same mind. They in the same flow with God. They're listening to the same spirit. The Bible says we were all baptized under Moses by the same spirit. I'm not baptized by a different spirit than you. That's why when you get under a vision, you need to be baptized under that vision. So you're all in the same flow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. Let me see what else. He says, 2 Corinthians 11, 3. Don't let your mind be corrupted. Have sincerity of Christ. He wants us to be focused. 1 Thessalonians 5, 14. Let's look at that one. He don't even like all that jesting. I'm sorry, he don't. He told us don't do it. I was reading a lot about in Timothy where he says, all that debating, he's not in it. He's not. Because, I ain't talking about the election, I'm talking about saints. All that debating, even over their church and this church and Paul said, I'm glad I didn't baptize hardly any of y'all because they were doing that. I'm baptized from the Baptist church. I'm baptized from Apollos. Oh, Paul going to baptize me? He said, that's contention. I want you to have one mind, one heart. First Thessalonians, what did I say? 5.14. Thank you, Jesus. Now, to, we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. That's letting your mind go crazy in your mouth. Because we just read it. We glorify him with our mind and our mouth. One mind. Exhort you, brethren, warn them. We don't need to not see that warning. 
Warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded. Support the weak. Be patient toward all men. He's saying to help the weak-minded. Help the ones that hadn't learned how to guard up their mind yet. Don't get mad at them. Don't get angry. Just show them by example of how you do it. When something hits your life, do you go to the flesh or do you go to the spirit? It's pretty simple. And if we automatically go to the flesh, y'all come on in. If we automatically go to the flesh, we need to renew our mind a little more in that area. Amen? Romans 15, 6, one mind, one mouth, glorify God. First Peter uh, 4, 1, arm your mind. Arm your mind. When you get up, if you get in the presence, God will go with you all day. You say, he's already with me. He is. But is your flesh bigger than your spirit today? Because the Bible says that your flesh is weak, spirit strong. And if you fed your flesh all week and something hits you, your flesh is coming out of you. It don't matter. You've been saved 20 years. We got to die daily. Benny Hinn said I get in his presence every morning for about 45 minutes before I open my mouth. I just sit there till I feel him come in. Then I'll say something. Woo, Jesus did too. Hey, Jacob, I'll Sunday. Yeah, that day. Have confidence in God. Adam, I got a word for you. Titus 2-7. God gave me this a couple days ago for you. And you may have preached this word when you preached. He did awesome when he preached that night over there in Hamburg. Um, Titus 2-7. Let's see. Well, I'll start with six because it goes with what we're teaching. Young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded. Means self-controlled. See, we want to get that spirit message where we ain't got to have no self-control. We can just be, that ain't the word. That is not the word. He says, this is the one he gave me, verse 7. In all things, showing yourself a pattern of good works. Because he preached on patterns. In doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, and sincerity. Sound speech that cannot be condemned. But he says that you show in yourself a pattern of good works, Adam, and you're teaching others how to do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise today, Lord. You know, this is an example, and I'll close with this example. Acts 28, 6. Because your mind will play tricks on you. My mind will do that. One day, I'm going to preach to nations. Next day, I won't quit. <laughs> Does your mind do that ever? <laughs> what happens when it does that? You get a bunch of saints around you. <laughs> Say, help me. <laughs> Don't be too prideful to do that because you're not too haughty to fall. I mean, you might be too haughty. You, he said every hard thing is going to come down. Everything that exalts itself. So we see where Acts 28, we'll start with 3. When Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. I had it happen to me, but it came on my head. We were witnessing four of us going out because Mama said, I can't get with these new people in prayer because of y'all. So y'all go out in the streets. It was me and Dan and Sonia, Pastor Barbara, Pastor Dan and Barbara. Hey, we're still here and she's in heaven. So that prayer must have did something for us. If you graduate prayer and the leader asks you to leave, <laughs> That means you need to go put some of it out there. So anyway, so she came by one day, Pastor Pinson, before she sent us out. Every Tuesday at noon, we did that for a year, walked the streets, knocked on doors. Don't matter what they said. I'm saved, bam. I'd leave, say, I can't tell. <laughs> hey, I wasn't sanctified, okay? I was trying to get there and get my mind renewed. 
So she came by and she started praying and she anointed each of our heads. A week later, my daughter's six months pregnant and walks out of my house and I walk her out to the car because it's dark. She walks out pregnant. I walk out behind her and a snake, I didn't know what it was, something hit my head. You want to talk about trauma, but God, because it was so fast, I just felt something on my head, and I went, I didn't know it was a snake, so I grab it, and it wraps around my arm, and when I see it, I sling it up against the brick. That thing did not bite me. It did not, it had an opportunity there and here. It was a rattlesnake. It was a baby, but it's still poisonous. Someone, Rotimi, had came and did some work on our back, on our uh, back of our house. And, you know, you know, when you're doing carpenter work, stirred stuff up, and he was over the windowsill. But I thank God he didn't get Michelle. So that's what happened to Paul. And I had trauma for a year, big, and I would open a drawer at the house and scared it was a snake. What happened? My mind had to be renewed. And I'm like, God, I don't know how to stop this trauma. And I would open a drawer and be scared for a year, coming to prayer twice a week. It did not stop it. What stopped it is one day God said that a, a viper, he said Paul shook the viper off too, and it didn't harm him. So then when I opened a drawer, what had I done? I renewed my mind. I re renewed my mind against the trauma. So then I opened the drawer, and I'm a little scared. Same feelings. That's why you got to renew your mind. You're going to have the same feelings until you overcome things in that area. No, Paul had this too, and he shook it off, and he didn't do him no harm. So what was I saying? I was getting my soulless realm hooked up with the spirit realm. So if it did bite me, it wasn't going to harm me. Because to get rid of fear, you just got to face it. Okay, if it happened, it ain't going to harm me. Because God done gave me that word. So then, doing that every day for about a week, that thing has never come back. I have no fear of any of that. And I would have got worse in that trauma because it was a big deal. Amen. So he says, Paul gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire. There came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. You got a snake after you? A demon? Is he attached to you? Ooh. You can't seem to shake him. Gotta renew your mind. You can come here every day, as me and Pastor have been talking this week. You can come here every day and get an emotion and still not be renewed. You have to put the word there. I have to put the word there. You have to pray, God, give me a word over that circumstance. Yes, it felt good to get my breakthrough, but what am I going to do on Tuesday when the saints ain't around me? What am I going to do when all hell breaks loose at home and that man hits me again? What am I going to do when my daddy's sick and I don't know what to do? God, what am I going to do? Emotion ain't going to carry you. Uh, fleshly mind ain't going to carry you through it. It's going to make you crazy. That's what it would do to me. And when the barbarians, I'm glad y'all ain't barbarians. Huh? Okay. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, no doubt this man's a murderer. This is what you're mind to do. One second, he's a murderer. Murderer. Can't even say that word because I don't renew my mind. <laughs> Whom, though he has escaped the sea, yet vengeance allows not to live. He's a murderer. And he shook off the beast in the fire and felt no harm. However, they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no, saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said, he must be a god. Had they ever called you something and five minutes later when you go to their church, 
Woo! Five minutes later, when you do what mama says, oh, you're so holy. Five minutes later, when you do what they want, them controlling spirits, oh, you just all that. But the minute that you don't, where's the love? See, the mind is fickle. It'll change every second. Emotions. That's why we don't go by them. Don't go feelings. Oh, Mama could sing it better than me. She used to sing that in here. Feelings. They're going to change. I love you today. I hate you tomorrow. In the middle of the week, I don't know how I feel. It depends on how you treat me. It depends on how you are. It depends on if you cook good enough or if you wash the walls good enough or if you vacuum good enough or if you worked overtime. Oh, yeah, if you worked that overtime, I'm in love. <laughs> if you give me what I want, you're my best friend. If you don't, I don't know you. I never met you. We might as well not ever met. <laughs> Emotions are fickle. We're not going to heaven on them. I have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. God, I just pray over these people and these people online. God, I thank you for this word. I thank you that we're going to guard up our minds. We're going to arm ourselves with your word and with prayer and in worship. God, we're going to be ready for anything that hits us. You told us to gird up our minds, Lord. We have no excuse for letting it run crazy. We have no excuse for uh, whatever's in our minds going to come out of our mouth, not just what's in our heart, but what's in our minds going to come out of our mouth. I have no excuse to let all that stuff stay in my mind. And I just gird it up today, Lord, to your word. And I believe you that when you speak to me, Proverbs 61 says, the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. When you speak to me, it doesn't have to be in tornadoes and shouts and all of that. It can be in that still, small voice. And I know that I have matured in Christ when I can hear that voice and obey. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.